When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon, everybody. Uneducated Economist here. Yesterday, we had covered some of the uh, statements coming from Federal Reserve Governor Waller when he was talking about the central bank digital currencies. He said he is highly skeptical of these central bank digital currencies. And I went and read the speech that he had given talking about the matter. And this is a really good speech. If you guys got the opportunity to uh, take a moment and read it, I'll leave a link down in the description for you guys. It's not very long at all. And he covers pretty much every argument or positive point made for a central bank digital currency. He has an argument against it. And he covers like all of them. You know, he talks about the Chinese takeover of the world reserve currency with, you know, their central bank digital currency. And I love his argument for him. He was he says pretty much how many non-Chinese firms are going to flock to the idea of signing up and using a central bank digital currency from a communist country that can track every, track and monitor every single transaction made. He says how likely is that going to happen? Right? Pretty low. So the idea that the Chinese central bank digital currency is going to take over the world reserve currency. He has, I mean, I kind of agree with him on that. I just don't think people are going to be flocking into this central bank digital currency, especially if you don't have to. But it's also the same argument that a lot of people have on a personal level. So like a lot of people don't like the idea of a central bank digital currency because they don't want to be tracked, traced and monitored. And what he is saying is that that's what these things will do. So he's pretty much admitted it right there, admitted, admitting, admitted. Anyway, he pretty much admits right there that the central bank digital currencies are about tracking and tracing. I mean, if that's the reason why corporations wouldn't want to be involved with it, then that's the same reason why an individual wouldn't want to be involved with it either. Anyway, um, I thought that was a really interesting uh, argument for the, uh, the world reserve currency takeover by China. The other argument he brought up was the unbanked. And now this has also been a very big one. Now the unbanked, he goes into break that down and studies have found that the majority of the unbanked choose not to be, choose, choose not to be banked. Like they don't want a bank account. They want to deal in cash. They don't want to deal with a central bank digital currency. And the idea of them using a central bank digital currency is not appealing to them. So in order to un or to bank the unbanked would cost a lot of time, money and effort to try and get 1% of households to use something they really don't even want. So the argument of banking the unbanked is not a real legitimate one for the people or a benefit to the people. If that is the argument that they use, it's because they are trying to force people to be banked because the unbanked right now according to what Waller is saying, are choosing not to have a bank account. And that even surveyed said, we don't want to be involved with the central bank digital currency. So that's something also interesting to think about. It's just like, why are they pushing to bank the unbanked unless they are trying to force the unbanked to be banked? Right? Okay. Anyway, moving on. Now, there's, like I said, he has a lot of stuff that he brings up inside of the speech. 
I found this part right here because he's talking about the payment services. And this is something that I found very interesting inside of this speech because I have been under the impression that the central bank digital currencies is about taking interest rates negative. It's about taking people's bank deposits into negative territory and that you cannot do this if there is cash in the system. So as long as there's cash, you will not be able to take their bank accounts into negative because the moment that they put their bank, their, their paycheck into the bank and it has a negative interest rate, they'll just pull it out in cash. So if you have a central bank digital currency, then you can't pull anything out in cash and you're forced to deal with whatever system that they have. And if negative interest rates are applied to it, you're in the system and there's nothing you can do about it. Now, that was the impression that I was under. Now, granted, I thought that this was going to take a very long time to happen because the removal of cash from the system is not going to happen in a single day. It'll be a very slow transition out of it. But that was ultimately what I was believing from it. You know, I think about how the central banks, like especially with the Federal Reserve, have no room to stimulate the economy anymore. Like they used to drop interest rates around 5% in order to entice people to go out there and borrow money. And they take this borrow money and go and spend it into the economy, buy houses, cars, go on vacation, enjoy life, right? But now the central bank can't drop interest rates down 5% because they've hit the lower bound. So now they're reliant on the fiscal stimulus, meaning that the government has to go and spend money or stimulate or do infrastructure programs or whatever it is. And the Federal Reserve will facilitate that by buying up the treasuries. But ultimately, the Federal Reserve can no longer stimulate the economy by the lowering of interest rates. This is where the central bank digital currency will really come into play because if you did have a central bank digital currency, well, then you could lower interest rates beyond the lower bound and who knows how far you could really go with them. Not possible if there's cash in the system. Listen to this. The question is how a CBDC would affect the markup charged by banks for a variety of payment services. The markup that a firm can charge depends on the market power and thus the degree of competition it faces. Introducing a CBDC would create additional competition in the market for payment services. Because the general public could use CBDC accounts to make payments directly through the Federal Reserve, it is, or that is, a central bank digital currency would allow the general public to bypass the commercial banking system. Deposits would flow from the commercial banks into the central bank digital currency accounts, which would put pressure on the banks to lower their fees or raise the interest rates paid on deposits to prevent additional deposit outflows. So from what he was saying right there is that if they were to introduce a central bank digital currency, that the deposits at the commercial banks would then leave the commercial banks and head over to the central bank digital currency accounts from the Federal Reserve. This would leave the commercial banks in trouble, and if they want to survive, they would have to lower their fees and raise the interest rates paid on their accounts just to keep the depositors from taking their money or taking their deposits out of the commercial banks and over to the central bank digital currency. So completely opposite of what I would think that the central bank digital currencies would do if implemented by the central banks. I thought that they would take interest rates into negative territory. From what he was saying is that the implementation of this thing would actually cause the competition for payments out there to be so great that the commercial banks would have to start raising the interest rates paid on their deposits that people have on deposit with them just to keep them, 
keep their deposits within the bank. Very interesting. Now, some of the other arguments he came up with as far as the payment system goes is that we already have a pretty efficient payment system taking place. Although it is clunky and somewhat inefficient, it is being worked on as far as providing more instantaneous transactions that are cheaper with more competition out there. He brings up like the FedNow account, for example. But that is taking place out there. Like, you know, you think about it, there's plenty of ways to do transactions that are pretty well instantaneous. Now, there is like the overseas transactions that are a little bit more cumbersome. But again, he brings up the point that all these things are being worked on. And then he said, on top of that, you have things like stable coins. And like the idea of a stable coin can provide the functionality of a central bank digital currency could do, but then you wouldn't have to change the monetary system at all. The stable coins can pretty much do the work of the transactions that need to be done that a central bank digital currency could do, but instead it's basically left up to the private sector to make it happen. He does bring up kind of like the transparency issue and the fraud, you know, fraudulent issues that can come with stable coins and stuff like that. But again, I think it's the idea of the stable coin that that he's bringing up as far as the availability to do transactions within a current monetary system that is existing as is today. So anyway, um, very interesting speech. Like I said, if you guys have the chance to go and take a look at that one, it's really good because he does bring up an argument against cent central bank digital currencies on just about every single level. Very good stuff. All right. Uneducated economist, you guys let me know.